Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally Wallace and this is my podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am today to welcome this wonderful woman to the podcast. This is a lady that I've actually only met twice, but I feel like I've known her for years. Uh, Yeah, one of those, a bit like a sister from another mister. But also, she is somebody... Oh, excuse me. God, I'm getting that excited. I've almost lost my fucking voice. She's somebody who... (laughs) When I actually met her, I instantly said... Okay, I I really need to talk to her a little bit more because her conversation is compelling, right? Seriously compelling. Nicola has got her own practice in Cheshire, in Nutsford. It's a beautiful little town called the Reiki Corner. She's on an incredible journey to help women. I will tell you no more. I will let her explain everything that she's doing herself. But please um, give yourself a warm welcome. That's right. Clap your hands and your tits off in the car. Um, Honestly, I'm so excited to be able to welcome Nicola to the podcast. Nicola, hello. Hello, it's such a joy to be here. Oh, a pleasure. Just such a pleasure to be here. I feel so giddy myself as well. So thank you for inviting me. Really. Oh, you're more than welcome. Now, I've actually got to get my notepad to one side because your actual title is the Keeper of the Diamond Heart Healing Method. Mm, yes, yes. There's a story behind that, which would you like me to share? I can share well, a little you know bit what? Like this that. Is it. So I, so I, when we first met, it was like, yeah, Nicola does Reiki. And it was like, oh, Reiki. Mm, amazing. Amazing. I'd love to know more about Reiki. Never had it, never been to it. Uh, I know it's all about energy and I kind of get a bit of an idea about it. But then actually when we've been talking, um, it, you do so much more than that. But yeah, tell us your story because you've not always been into Reiki. You've not always been the diamond heart healer. So yeah, absolutely. Tell us your story and how you started and uh, and, and what drove you or what actually guided you to this point, this point where you are now. Oh my goodness. I was, um, I've been sitting with this. It's been a question that's been, keeps coming up at the minute. And I think it's because I'm going in to my 49th year um, and I've been in business for seven years so it's that seven year cycle that number that's coming up so I think it was about 2015 over seven or eight years ago where I was constantly having a sore throat in the winter um, and I had two children under five which um, you know planning that was wasn't too wise but two under five two girls under five and I was constantly run down, constantly going to the doctors, um, feeling exhausted, feeling impatient, nervous, worrying, you know, everything that comes with having children, but re- just something else from who I was before children, you know, anxious, self-loathing, 
And every time I went to the doctors, they'd just say, you know, how, how many children have you got? Like two and how old are they? And, you know, I think it was like four months and two and and a three year old. And it was like, ah, there you go. That's why you're so run down and you're so, you know, you're so tired. And I was like, but you cannot be this tired. You just cannot be this tired. And being ill with children, it's just not good. It's just not a good, good space to be in. So I was looking, you know, I always had a health book in my hand. I was always trying to be slim, always trying to be thin. So You're not alone there. <laughs> I think we're all trying to do that, aren't we? <laughs> trying to get back to pre, you know, that pre-baby weight and all that nonsense. And um, there was a juice shop, actually, a gorgeous little juice shop in Nutsford, in Nutsford town. And you know, we'll try a juice diet, don't we? We'll try, you know, we'll try anything. So we used to go in there and I got talking to the woman that owned the juice shop and she was a Reiki master. And I was just so drawn and so intrigued. And I just ate everything that she said to me on how to look after yourself. And it really made sense to me, like my throat chakra. I've had glandular fever when I was 18, you know, from kissing boys that the, the, you know that, that's what I got told you kissed too many boys in college but there's always been this around my throat and the throat and the throat chakra that connection of not being able to speak my truth and share who I am and you know after children we've, we've no idea who we are you know it was like entering this world because so pre-children I'll just drop in I won't go into that too much but I was a party girl I'm from Manchester originally so very much of the party girl scene and so straight into motherhood and then obviously earth mother came in didn't go back to that kind of that kind of lifestyle and yeah it was that was the beginning that conversation in the juice shop I tell you what though do you not find that since and this is me I've I've had Roman but you do have a totally different shift in everything I feel I I massively feel it and and sometimes Scott said to me what's wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with me but I feel different I feel really different and I've tried to explain it to him but I know that maybe it's because, and this is no disrespect to him, but he physically hasn't had the child, has he? I mean, I know a Roman's his as well, but it's like a totally fucking, it's, it's like oh, a it's, ball game completely. It's, I think that was the beginning when I look back, I come out of the hospital with Leone and it was snowing. <laughs> it was in April, so it doesn't normally snow, does it? And it was snowing. And it was like I re-entered the world. I couldn't put my foot down. I couldn't get, I was really shaky getting in the car. Um, but what I didn't know, what I didn't know then it wasn't until I had my second child that I had quite a traumatic it was a traumatic birth and when I went for my midwife um for my second child she was like oh you know did you have a natural normal birth I was oh yeah it was a normal birth and then she got my notes and she was like no that was traumatic it was a vontuse I was cut it was you know over three days it was pretty kind of you know it was traumatic um and I just completely, and, and I can pin it back to then, you know, I can pin it back to then on, on this kind of going out the house, I'd burst into tears, you know, I'd get ready and then burst into tears. And, you know, this, I used to dance on podiums, you know, this isn't someone who is shy. We probably had you know, point. Give me a podium. <laughs> we probably did. I keep saying Having lipsticks we... in the girl's bog. Here you go, love, trying yeah. to go on this, it's a lovely shade. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm quite a conversation, you know, and where, where my work's led me to now, you know, I do like a good conversation and a good share. And 
um, but that had gone. I remember being at a wedding, four months old baby, four months old Leonie, and I couldn't dance. I just couldn't dance. I know. And I was mum dancing and I was just like, this isn't right. This is, this is strange. Um, you know, it was like a shuffle to the side. And, and that's when I realised that's where your sacral chakra is. And that's where, you know, your hips and creativity. But that's also where we store a lot of the trauma as well. So um, now it begins to make sense. If Now the tools that I've got, that's why I'm passionate about sharing um, what I've learned on my journey with others because there are so many natural ways and natural tools to kind of self-heal from from after birth and yeah so tell yeah. us what happened then so you went to see the lady the juice lady and she juice. was a Reiki master so how mm-hmm. did that then um, lead for you to then going into Reiki so I booked a session and it literally felt like when I had the session, I started reading everything. You know, when you start like eating yeah. books. <laughs> yeah. You, like, now you just go to Google, don't you? Just look at that, right? Who the fuck's this? What's this all about? Yeah, straight yeah. away. And um, she, she did a session and she plugged her hands in um, down my back underneath. And I just felt like this electric kind of plugged in and this heat and this warmth and this feeling of love. And it was it was, oh my goodness, this is, this. I can feel <laughs> whatever you meant to feel from one of these sessions, I can feel it. And I think I only had one session with her and I was like, I want to do my Reiki one. I want to, do, it, Reiki has a process. So if you do Reiki one, Reiki two, then you can be a practitioner at Reiki two. And then Reiki masters is then when you can attune people to Reiki and pass it on. So the Reiki, um, I did my Reiki one with the juice lady. It's like a full day. And she places her hands on you and, and does all the symbols and attunes you to the energy. Um, and yeah, and from there it was, and I didn't tell anyone. Oh, really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, do you think you can fit this in nine till three while, you know, all the kids, the kids are in school, one's in school and then one's at preschool. Can you do that? And I'll get covered for that. And um, I didn't tell anyone, just went down because, you know, 2015, we didn't have, it's so out there now, which it's amazing to see that like there's so much out there, which again, that's another minefield, but that's another conversation, but it wasn't out there the same, you know, you didn't know, I didn't know anybody else that was doing it. Um, and I, I, yeah, just was something I kept to myself. And I, I, when you've got children, they kind of like reflect to you, you know, I was like, my eldest, you really need to slow down and chill out, <laughs> you know, not that I needed to slow down and, and chill out and relax. So I think that's where it starts because you spend an hour on yourself every day um, with your hands on your, you place your hands where there's 12 different positions from your head to your toes and, and just let the energy flow, call in, in the energy and let it come through your hands and heal your own body. So I did that and I felt very guilty having an hour to myself to do that. Well, isn't that, do you know what? That's awful that you say that, but it's quite... This guilt is a fucking horrible thing because it doesn't really even exist. It's something that we make ourselves feel, isn't it? It's something that we actually bring on ourselves. And it's just so sad that mum guilt is real. It really is real. And it sort of manifests in loads of different ways. But you're doing something that's not just going to help you, but help other people. And yet you still felt guilty about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, um, there was one thing I loved doing with the children. I used to call it a Reiki read. So when the children would go to bed, because I'd like try and keep them still. Do you want some Reiki? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you know, um, but I reiki read just like let them lie on me, call the energy in and the angels and, and just surround the room and and it was just gorgeous. It was just a gorgeous energy to let them like receive that love in the room and receive that kind of I th- it's the beginning of bringing that awareness of self-love a deeper a deeper understanding of what self-love is so did this then lead you to set your practice up as well so yeah so quite it, it, there's always been this kind of pull like comes in my solar plexus in my stomach area which is your power center it was more of a pull um then I did it the Reiki 2, which then you can practice on people. So again, I'd go up to friends, can I practice on you? And um, can, then I began to like charge. I was like, can, can I charge for this? Isn't that, you know what, the way that you've just said that then, isn't that the fact that we feel guilty for asking money? Gosh. Isn't that strange? Yeah. So that's, that's definitely a female thing, you know? Oh, yeah, for that sure. That, yeah. And, that's a woman thing. It's a woman thing. There's a lot, lot of women, women things. Why do women feel guilty for asking for payment for a service? Mm. It's the strangest thing ever. And then they'll, and this is another thing, because I was talking to somebody about this at the weekend, actually, because, um, and it was all about the fact that sometimes, especially if you're offering a service and yet it's more of a holistic method or it might be a bit more of a spiritual method, you don't want to have a chat too much with the person because I get this and I don't do anything where I could charge, but people always say to me, God, Sally, I feel so much better after I've spoken to you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. I should put a fucking dollar bill sign at the front of it or something um, but it's true because as natural sharers we share good vibes we yeah. share good energy but then mm. when it comes to actually do you know what this is the service that I actually provide then you think ooh. but actually, you yes. should feel confident because what you're doing is you know you're helping people and you, you know you, you there's an exchange of money oh, I suppose money is energy isn't it it's an exchange yes. that's what yeah. it is and that's why, you know, that's been part of my journey, like huge part, because like the, the keeper, um, keeper of the Diamond Heart Healing, the method is to help female healers, coaches and therapists, like just feel really confident. Um, it's like to overcome that self-doubt for starters, you know, it's like, does it work? Does it work? Or just trying to you know, it works. And, um, you know, loving yourself always works. And then just really embody their value so that they feel you know they feel confident charging for their services or they feel worthy in receiving they, like you share about women it's a big thing on with givers you know I call myself I was an early eager healer <laughs> you know I was an eager healer and um, learning to receive is probably one of the most powerful tools that I've been able to do um, and receive first and give from that overflow instead of burnt out frustrated anxious um frazzled you know it's that oh i can share from this overflow and learning to feel you know to embody i love that you know that felt sense of what overflow is to me and that has took some um deep dives learning to receive and that's one thing not just finances but compliments women mm. struggle to receive compliments yes. and i've uh, that's something i've massively struggled with when people go oh god you look really nice tonight and you go oh, shut up yeah. <laughs> oh it's only cheap oh, i've had this yeah. ages yeah oh yeah. that dress is lovely oh i've had this for ages it's so many yeah. shits yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do we it's, it's it's so interesting when you actually look at our actions 
when we're, mm-hmm. when we get past a compliment, when somebody says, oh, I'll get you a cup of coffee. Oh no, don't, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. The fuck just accept a fucking cup of coffee. I used to be the worst at that. I used to feel like I had to pay for everything. Yeah, me that's too. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's that. So yeah, you're right. It's something that again, as women, we, it's one of these things that we need to overcome. So yeah. when you have clients that come to see you because the the diamond healing is actually what you do for other reiki masters isn't it but you do also have clients which are everyday people like me that are just getting on with it so what what do you see in your clinic then what do people come to reiki for well it started off all kinds of things i think they have that knowing at first that they just know that there's something you know, something not quite right, something not aligned. I spoke with a friend actually who came for a session very early on in my practice. Um, I met her on the dog walk the other day and she was, she just had two hernia operations and she was like, and I said, but you, you knew they was there in our session. Cause I give her, you know, I held the space and she just knew there was something wrong in her stomach and she kept going to the doctors and there was nothing, nothing. So sometimes they don't always know what it is <laughs> but there's just that sense of I could feel healthier or happier or feeling out of alignment um yeah my client I have who I've worked with quite a, for a couple of years now um she's ready to kind of leave the nest I would say very soon but she couldn't breathe when she came on a call with me she's in the south of France so we do that on zoom and it was strange because I'd worked with her for like six to 12 months. And then I was like, can I just ask you, like, why did you start working with what was going on? Because I just got in the session, held the session. And um, she was like, you do not know. I could not breathe. And I'd been to um, Chinese medicine. She tried everything. Like, and she said, you was just like my last resort. Somebody said, you know, try, try, try this woman in the north of England. <laughs> Try this woman. What did we say when we were swimming? Because like, Nicola yeah. and I go cold water swimming together. When we were in the water last, we were like, try this northern bird. She's as hard as nails. Yeah. <laughs> get, get in touch with her. She'll sort you out. And it was like, and at the time, it was when I was kind of moving from um, hands-on. So Reiki is very hands-on. And and then, yeah, I kind of stopped. So Reiki is hands-on and you hold the space. And then it was like, I've always been passionate about people having the tools that you've got the tools for yourself. And I've just shared with you, didn't I, before we, we kind of open this. It's like that word healer. I'm, it's always about me healing myself first. Um, and that you, ha- you have everything within you to do that. You know, it's that belief. You know, you can put your hands on your heart or any part of your body because your hands are the extension of your heart and your heart chakra. So wherever you place them on, you're just signaling to your body that you're sending it some love from yourself. So it's having that trust to do that. So it's just continuing to keep building that trust. And I think that's what Reiki did for me. But it happened, everything happened. It feels like it happened really quick. But then once I did my Reiki Masters, I was on a shamanic journey in Portugal. They went to Portugal or, yeah, it's not Portugal. It's somewhere near here. Peak <laughs> District. I did go, we had a week in Portugal and then a year after I, um, we was in the Peak District and I went on this shamanic journey, which really just takes you deep into your womb space. And there I was, met my medicine woman and that medicine woman was me. And good old Nicola style was like, uh, can you just move out of the way? I'm here to meet my medicine woman. <laughs> 
get out of the way. <laughs> and it was like, no, Nicola, you're, you're the medicine woman. You're the, like, and she gave me this diamond heart. I was like, all right, what the hell do I do with this now? <laughs> and it was, you don't need a certificate to, you know, it's the end of certificates. It's, um, you know, no man can give you a certificate to tell you you can heal your body. Uh, I, the download that I got with it was, was really powerful. And that's been the journey exploring what the diamond heart is and, and sharing that with healers and other therapists and um, coaches. So it's, it, you know, honestly, Nicola, I could listen to you for absolutely ages. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing, but you're so humble with it and you're so chilled out with what you do. You're just like, yeah, so I did this and I went to the district and it's, it's incredible what you do because from, from there onwards now that being, cause you, you've said as well, we've had a conversation before we started recording. You said you're thinking of taking the word healer out of your um, title because you're ha- basically giving people more the tools really aren't you yeah and that's where because there's a lot of people that um when people are self-help coaches it's almost like well they they are just the coach really because you've got to do the self-help bit so i suppose people will come to you thinking oh she's going to heal me but that's, that's it the case, is that's, it yeah that's that's you're it. Of, not step away from it but you're trying to i suppose just sort of retitle it really aren't you yeah yeah and just it's empowering women to know that you've got this within you you know what I've seen on my own journey is that we have just not been given the tools or given the access or the knowledge um of what we really do have within us to heal our own body um and and the early days it people will come to you perhaps you know um hands-on and and then the next week it was almost like taking the trash out (laughs) so it was like they'd come for a session and then in between they'd just go back to, to living, you know, and then come back. But then, then there was other, you know, I've seen clients now who came to me first and it's really strange. I keep bumping into quite a few at the minute. And it was like, you know, one session was transformational with me and I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Oh, (laughs) it's like, like when this, when, uh, you know, my client said I couldn't breathe and and now she has her own coaching. She's even going to write her own series. She wants it on Netflix and just, she's just shining. It's when on the two occasions that we've met, it's, it's so interesting just watching how you pick up on people's energy and how you, um, when you're talking to people, how you can instantly change. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's not like you're literally changing because you're thinking, oh, I've got to behave like this around this person. Like we used to, let's be honest, we've all yes. done that. We've all People pleasing. Yeah, exactly. pretending. So mm-hmm. completely. And we've all put on the show, oh, hello, everybody. Like I did. Oh my God, last time we went cold walking. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. I've got to share this story. So we're all having an absolute laugh. Like it's, like, it's such a cracking group of girls. And we're just pissing ourselves. And I drove and I've got four, three of the girls in my car, obviously as well as me. And I'm just being a right dick on the way there, just cracking shit jokes. And ha 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 ha, look at me being really funny. Stripped off, got to the water and suddenly went, oh fuck, I've got to get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> look at Sally trying to be Charlie Big Spuds like yeah fucking full of it and then all of a sudden I was like oh shit Sally you're here yeah. to work on your shit girlfriend get in mm. and, and then it was like reality check but I've noticed that you you do pick up on people's energy and, re- and it's so interesting to watch you Nicola by the way it oh. is. <laughs> but I mean yeah. that in a lovely way because Nicola can talk about things that I'm like my fucking mind is blown because you you're not only you're not only obviously you're in reiki master now you actually help other reiki 
masters and you actually help other Reiki practitioners, but you're also on another journey now because you're ne- you never stop learning. And that's why I massively respect what you do. So tell us about your next journey and how it's brought you onto your female embodiment, which is what you're working on at the moment. Oh my goodness. So this is, this is another, this is just, yeah, I love sharing this story. So in lockdown, um, we all know lockdown, we all have an experience. We all have our story around that. Um, I just felt really stuck. I was doing lots and lots of um, sharing on Facebook, free stuff and having my clients, but there was just something that, you know, I think lockdown just highlighted everything for everyone, you know, and I especially put the spotlight on our relate, you know, I've been married to Andrew for 15 years in the summer. So we've been together 17 years. We've got two teenagers and chat, you know, so it was full on, you know, in, in that sense of the spotlight was on our relationship. And I was just like, please just send me some support. What support do I need? Um, Cause little did I know, little did I know at the time, I, perimenopause, perimenopause was arriving and you know god bless andrew's like do you not think you're peri-? you know he didn't he, he didn't say perimenopause because that wasn't the, the kind word but are you not menopausal no oh <laughs> me my, is he, you is know how his fucking head <laughs> did you not rip it off <laughs> this 47 year old who's like super um you know super fit and super you know da, 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 all that story and um yeah it just highlighted where I was with him and because it does perimenopause is such a gift and um I'm I'm coining it I'm turning it like that but at the time it was quite intense and um the guidance come through it was just really powerful sexual healing and I was like well I thought it was all right you know sexual healing what the hell and then I was in another group um that was helping me with my strategy and, and sharing it. Cause I, I, I reach a lot of um, people in the USA, you know, like it was always shown that the keeper of the diamond heart, it was like, um, Oh, it was global. This works global. It wasn't just for local people in Nutsford, which really petrified me. It's like, what the hell? But that, you know, and then we did all go on online and zoom. So it began to make sense. All the downloads I'd had about it began to make sense. Um, and where was I? When you I say downloads, sorry, when you say downloads, you mean messages from the universe, don't you? Like, yeah, well, from yeah. myself, I, 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 I started off calling them from the universe, or then, and then my angels, my spirit guides, or my ancestors, and I still connect in that way. And then there's this part of me that I've really become to get to know, which is like this inner part of me, like this inner knowing that we have, you know, that higher self, some people call it, you know, you know, there's all different different parts that you can call but it was just so powerful and this connection I, I met with a mentor in one of these groups this strategy group um I didn't even realize I need I it was her I was going to work with but I was just following her work and then jumped on a course um, orgasmic confidence and I didn't even jump on for the orgasmic bit I was like I just need more confidence why haven't I got more this this I help women with confidence so um there was just something that that was the word that drew me into this course. And then I was just like jaw dropped. Like, why has no one told me um, about this, this, this work of embodied female pleasure. And it soon become apparent that um, to do the facilitator training and uh, share this with other women, because we really do have all the. That's what you're doing at the moment, isn't it? And I'm halfway through. 
I'm halfway through and there's lots of contractions going on but yeah tell us a little bit more about that because it's really because obviously being part of the we have a little group like on whatsapp where we obviously all get together the cold water crew do and nicola's offered us each um the opportunity to be able to work with her um and do these sort of practices aren't they and Mm. so give us a couple of examples because you said there's a few that you can go through and me not even knowing it nicola's like i I work on zoom and i went oh can i just come to your house (laughs) or can i come to your client and she was like oh Fuck. it was so good it brought up so much stuff for me didn't it I was like Sally it was great Sally I'm not you know Sally why yeah. do you want to come to my clinic why <laughs> like I don't know I just want to come I'd rather come see you yeah I, do you know it was so so good that we've received so much from that because I, was, I had to really sit with it like is it me and I was just I want people to have these tools so they know they can do them in their own home and that they can do them anytime you know it's not wait till your next session you you know you can really build up this kind of um practice for yourself in your own home and some people feel comfy of course Sally you're going to come here you know that's um we've moved past that but I think that was it it was inviting me to really find my why um of of why more on zoom and that's the reason so people can you know the embodied work and in the movement and exploring your sexual energy and your sexual power um is very nuanced and you know people carry a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and and there's a lot to work through so the more people feel safe and if it you know and we've said this if people don't feel safe in their own home then fortunately I've got a space that they can come to if they are near enough or you know people may travel people may travel if they wanted that longer experience but yeah that's why on zoom i feel um they know that they can process process at home as well so you did this one that's called i think you sent us a list there's one that's called like pelvic yeah. awakening so give us a couple of examples because a lot yes. of people at the moment and let's be honest women at the moment there is a, a a huge percentage of women that are standing up and they're just saying hang on a minute there's got to be something else mm-hmm. and it is it's with yeah. I, I mean i've had fertility issues you can probably hear my little dude in the background now he's trashing the house don't worry he's not on his own it's not like i've just left him downstairs by himself <laughs> he's with his <laughs> gran but he's having a field there you can just hear i think he's just thrown a welly at the window or something <laughs> <laughs> but it took me five years to have Roman. And so I started to question everything. Mm. And then when I was mm. getting the answers, I even started questioning the answers because I was like, why the fuck am why is, my sister's got polycystic ovaries and she's popped out four children. So why am I yeah. struggling with infertility? And then, you know, why uh, I, I know that I've got so many female friends who are standing up and are just looking for answers. And yes, you know, it's so interesting when you start to talk about, I was starting this podcast. There are women that I know that I didn't, I didn't know until I started this podcast, they'd had miscarriages. Nobody talks about Mm, that. Um, There's so many like people, menopause. Now there's Mm. more women talking about menopause. It always used to be, do you know that women used to get sectioned in the Victorian period Mm. and fucking lobotomized. And it was Uh, actually, it was a reason to, for a man to actually have a divorce. Well, she's uh, (laughs) she's there now. That's it. She's out to pasture. Off we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's you know I always it's like five thousand years worth of the systems that we've been living in right now you know if you want to name them the the white supremacy and the patriarchy and going into that it's incredible you know and especially with the news on on Friday in America 
on the abortion laws and you know so many women you know I've sat in circle with them or on healing sessions when they've come to me the stories and the shame and the guilt and we store a lot of this in like I say one of them is the pelvic awareness or we're awakening and just really getting in touch with these parts of your body in the same way like the diamond heart you would get in touch with your heart space and your inner child this really tiny part of you that we drag along everywhere that's got so much information to share with us um yeah that the belly practice oh my goodness I mean I've been using this one now and just diving into what we store in our belly and you know the energy work we store a lot of energy can be stored in there and it can go way way back you know some of the ancestral um imprints and you know, from when we've been in our mum's womb and when she's been in her mum's womb, I think, you know, there's a, not I think, there's a direct link from, you know, their stories. So the embodiment, the movement practice that we bring into it instead of just hands-on lay there is where you can unravel and move your body and find the knots within your system and you'll describe it in very different ways. You know, it might be colours, it might be a felt sense, you might hear a pop and a release of energy from you going into these practices. So they're very powerful. And you don't, you know, if you're feeling stuck, there's one releasing releasing limiting beliefs. If you're feeling really stuck with anything, you can really go in and see what the root of the cause of that problem is and then release it out through your body. So your body will guide you to where it is in your body. And then, you know, it doesn't have to have a story. <laughs> you don't have to go over everything. We can clear it out pretty quickly. So that's why I love the movement and the embodied part of it so much. And so this is going to be incorporated into your uh, practices from when, yes. when is your last, when is in October, isn't it? Or are you doing something? So I graduate in October. Yeah. I'm still, um, yeah, still moving through the practice sessions, but um, I did one actually on Friday with, um, with another um, yeah, soul sister or woman that we've been in a group with, very powerful. She's an artist, actually. And she was just like, wow, this work just needs to come through you. I can just feel. And I was like, I know. I just know. There isn't a um, doubt in my mind. There is the self-confidence from the work I did last year in the three-month program um, was with Mangala Holland, go and follow Mangala Holland if uh, you're on, on here. Because I stopped, the, the biggest takeaway was I stopped beating myself up. And for someone that has beat herself up for 48 years, it was huge. Because everyone would say, stop beating yourself up. Oh, you give yourself a hard time. <laughs> and I was but like, it, well. <laughs> this is the thing though. When, some, when you haven't actually thought about those words, stop beating yourself up. And somebody says to you, stop beating yourself up. You start you beating yourself up. It's like... <laughs> I'm beating myself up. <laughs> yeah, then you're thinking, fucking hell, I'm beating myself up. And then you, you are yeah. beating because then you start doing it. So it's almost yeah. like, because then you're questioning it, am I beating myself up? I don't, am I? Am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's language is so fucking powerful anyway. I always say this. And it's like, um, I used to get told all the time, God, Sally, you're so stressed. You're so stressed. Oh, you must be oh, so yeah. stressed. Am I stressed? 
And I said, I don't know. Am I stressed? Mm-hmm. I suppose so. If somebody's telling me that they look like I look, look like I'm stressed, I'm, I might just have a very stern face. Do you know what I mean? And have a sweat on all the time. But it's almost like you start to then lead your life by that label. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. the fucking word stress hadn't even come into my mind. I wasn't thinking stress. Yeah. So it's, it's so yeah. interesting when you say that, that you're like, oh, stop beating yourself up. But yeah, you probably were giving yourself a hard time, maybe. Yeah. But then again, it's yeah. like self-love and self-loathing. It's almost like, it sounds mm-hmm. strange, but it's almost like that's what you've been, I know it sounds terrible, but that's what we've been taught to do. Been taught, taught to do and programmed to do it. And it was just reaching, you know, the, the where it takes you really into your pleasure and how to have orgasms, not just from the clitoris, but from like your g-spot and all these different spots within and the cervical orgasm my jaw just dropped i was like oh my goodness we've not heard and like you can do an internal massage there's just this wealth of information that i then began to use and really deeply heal some of my trauma from giving birth um both births and because i was cut and i (laughs) How many women was talking, do that? You How know, sister, do that accepted it though, because it's the norm. Yeah, and my sister come around. She's like, "What? What's to do? You've gone white. You, what's?" And you know, Leonie was five days old, and I was. I've just looked. I've just looked at. I've just looked down there. You know, because even saying down there and that department and all these words that we put in, I've just looked down there, and I'd looked at my um, vulva and the cut, and and. It had, and there was this hole and I'm just like for a few days, I, but I didn't realize now that I could have got in with a loving gaze and been taught how to love and appreciate it. Not like, you know, it was like seeing a hole in your face. It was just shocking. It was like that shock. And so part of my journey has been going in and really just my two fingers and healing that part of me and going in, you know, like that, that time really nurturing that part of me from back then and holding space for her. Now I have to say that some people would be like, what the fuck? Cause let's just be honest, Nicola, right? If you, you even said to me, you were like, if somebody told me that I'd be talking like this <laughs> two, three years ago, I would have been like, no chance. You've, yeah. I mean, cause some people aren't as, you know, further down their a sort of journey of self-development and self-love the way that you are, but just give people confidence that it's okay to talk like that. Cause it, it took you a while, didn't it? Even it coming out now, you know, it just does come out now. It's not that it's forced or um, a nice smile. And if you are calling it down there, then that's okay because you're meeting yourself where you're at. You know, this is what I love about this work. You don't push yourself over any edges and you can just give yourself... I bring a lot of (laughs) humour. You know, I think that's why Sally and I get on because I think humour is is medicine, you know, and if you can laugh at like what I call... (laughs) You know, I got and I was like, I thought it was all right in that department. And I'm whispering and I'm pointing down there. And, and you know, and really it's quite sad, but it's almost okay. That's where I was at. And that's where, that's where we, we brought that awareness and we're going to grow from that, which is so useful having two daughters because then I can give them the, the terminology and speak with them in a new language. So this is really healing the ancestral lineage. Right, so Nicola, how can people find you? Uh, you're on Instagram, aren't you? Yes, I am on Instagram, Nickel Parish, the keeper. I think it's Nickel Parish Diamond Healer. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I do hang out on Facebook quite a bit. Can where, where, have you got a page on Facebook? 
yeah, Nicola, you can, it's the same. I think it's, I should know this. I usually share, you know, a friend me is Nicola Parrish or is the keeper of the Diamond Heart Healing Technique or Method on what I'll do is I'll put the, I'll put it in the show notes anyway. So put it all in there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I will yeah, do. Yeah. So if you if you're thinking to yourself now, oh my goodness, I need to speak to this lady. Um, I, uh, within within Reiki or anything else that Nicola's talked about, especially with regards to the next stage of her development within female embodiment and the movement of the body and how Nicola can teach you these practices as well, I will put all of these in the show notes. I will stick Nicola's um, Instagram on there and a Facebook on there as well, so you can connect with her and reach out because we love that word a good reach out don't we Nicola I cannot thank you enough for coming on today as a guest speaker honestly I'm so grateful for your time thank you so much thank you for having me it's been an absolute joy and thank you for just you know it's just felt so good it's just <laughs> just these I'm words so glad actually because she now she can now use a yeti mic properly <laughs> so the headphones on she's a fucking tech wizard now <laughs> <laughs> do you know how long that's been there not been plugged in this <laughs> okay, go on Nicola plug it in plug it in what are you doing do this she was like fuck was like, I'm having a tech sweat I'm having a tech sweat <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you I bless so the tech I bless the tech it's food, amazing you know, if you would like amazing. to get hold of Nicola I will leave all of her details in the show notes so do not hesitate to scroll down a bit further on and then make sure that you connect with her Instagram and Facebook as well um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today I knew for a fact it was going to be another another amazing guest speaker as always I like to choose my women wisely thanks very much just like you like to choose your, your, your Reiki masters wisely as well <laughs> literally another mister right have a fantastic week don't forget to find me on facebook it's at adventures of a geriatric mum also on instagram at adventures of a geriatric mum always love a reach out and uh, absolutely love the messages that come in about the guest speaker so make sure that you uh, you reach out and, uh, and pop one in the inbox have a fabulous week and i'll see you very soon Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.